0: Hi everyone, good morning.
1: Hi, good morning. So today we're going to talk about Psalm 24. So this psalm is divided generally into three parts. And the first part is verses 1 to 2, which describes who God is. He's the sovereign God who is the rightful ruler over all of creation that he made. And it's notable that David, who wrote this psalm, starts off with acknowledging that truth. And it's a reminder, I think, to each of us that when we pray or reflect, we need to start with, okay, who is God? And I think also in the second part, it talks about how God is holy, as the phrase his holy place suggests in verse three, that we as sinners all ask this basic question. How can I relate with God? Who can ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? How can I, being a sinner, relate with a holy and sovereign God? Yet, I think um, in the second part, we see that the awesome yet simple truth is that God wants to and he can relate with us when we have clean hands and a pure heart. I think clean hands, this is a pretty good analogy for how we need to be cleansed of our sins. We are dirty because of our sinful desires that lead to sinful acts, and we cleanse ourselves by coming to God in confession, by taking the time to repent of our sins. And secondly, we need to have pure hearts, which comes through repenting of our idols, things that prevent us from having wholehearted devotion to God. I think the next phrase describes that as well. It says, who does not lift up his soul to what is false? I think this act of lifting up your soul to something, that sounds a lot like worshiping that Mm -hmm. thing. And if you worship something false, then you're worshiping something that's an idol, a created thing, rather than our creator. It's not worthy of worship. Mm -hmm. And lastly, it's um, the person who does not swear deceitfully um, that they're able to ascend to God's holy hill. It's someone who is honest with their words rather than manipulative or hidden. Finally, the third part of this psalm starts from verse 7 and on. So verses 7 through 10 describes this celebratory scene calling the gates of the city to be opened so that God can enter as the rightful and glorious king.
0: Yeah, so going back to verses 3 to 4, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place, who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false, and does not swear deceitfully? So um, I think this harkens back to Mount Sinai in Exodus 19. So, I'll just read a portion of that it starts in verse twelve, and he shall set limits for the people all around, saying, "Take care not to go up into the mountain or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall be stoned or shot, whether beast or man he shall not live Pre pretty, pretty sounds pretty brutal, but this is this was because God was going to descend on to Mount, Mount Sinai and reveal himself, and he's a holy God, and so no one except for Moses was allowed to go up mm. the hill. So who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Um, By default, we are sinful, and we don't have clean hands and a pure heart, and we cannot approach a holy, transcendent God who is out of reach for a sinful man. And that speaks to who God is. He's transcendent and holy. speaks to who we are, where we're sinful. At the same time, in verses 7 to 10, we get this image of a walled city, and God wants to come into the city. And how can it happen if God was on his holy hill? Well, that means he, he descended, Right. And we know that through Jesus and the cross, that that's exactly what happened, that the holy transcendent God came down from heaven to us. In uh, verse 8, he is this mighty warrior of a God who is mighty in battle. And so what does he conquer? What does he want to conquer? It's us, right? It's our hearts. Uh, he wants to relate to us. And it's ultimately on us to lift up the doors and gates of the city that is of our heart to allow God to come into our lives to rule. You know, God descends all the way from his holy hill down to us. He's at our door, right? But that last step is up to us. And why would any gate operator at a city open the gate for like a mighty conquering warrior to enter? You know, the gates are to keep those people out. Unless that mighty warrior is is benevolent and wants Mm -hmm. to bless our lives with his rule, right? Verse 3, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. God ultimately wants to bless us, give us his righteousness, and save us. And I think that should encourage us to open up the gates of our hearts. And I think that this is a struggle when there is some other ruler on the throne ruling in our lives. And if we're holding on to some idol, it's the idolatry of money or career or marriage. If that's on the throne... That ruler is not going to want to open the gates to allow this mighty warrior in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one litmus test for us to know who is really on the throne. If we feel threatened to open the gates and allow God in, you know, we're afraid that God's gonna, we're afraid, for, we're, we're afraid, mm-hmm. um, that God's gonna, you know, do more with our lives, ask more of us. As we, if we feel that threat mentality, and to allow God to reign more feels scary to us then, you know, what's behind that fear is most likely another ruler over our hearts that we may or may not even be aware of.
1: Yeah, so I think that's really true. And yet, um, as we see in this psalm, there's so much joy, right, in the end of the psalm when the gates are opened and God as the rightful king comes in. And I do think that joy is available to us when we do give God his rightful place on the throne in our lives. I was thinking that this scene of joy in verse seven to 10 can only happen when we first acknowledge that God is our creator who has rightful ownership over our whole life. And it's only Mm -hmm. possible after then, we've also cleansed our hands and purified our hearts in repentance. Only after we have cast down those idols that John was talking about can we have this kind of joyful welcome of God's reign in our lives that leads to a lot of joy.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. All right.
1: That's it. Bye. Bye.